Hi, I'm Jonathan Edwards, and I want to welcome you to the Jed Breaks Bread podcast. My goal in this podcast is to teach the truth of the Word of God and apply it to our lives that our orthopraxy might be as good as our orthodoxy. May you be blessed. Greetings, saints, and all you faithful followers of Jesus. Thank you for joining me on the last podcast episode of 2021. It's been good to do some podcasting this year. I'm thankful for the time that I've had. I wish I could have done more episodes, and maybe that'll be one of the things that I try to resolve to do in 2022, although, you know, you never know how these things go. Speaking of resolutions, that is something that is often on people's minds at this time of year. Some people make them and some people don't, but usually at the beginning of a new year, people are considering what they want to change or do differently in 2022 as compared to 2021. Or if you were to just say it generically, the new year always brings about opportunities to reflect and make resolutions about how you want to personally improve in the coming year. I know that businesses do this as they examine their profits or losses from the previous year, and they look at what worked well and maybe what inefficiencies they had and try to correct those things. There are many families who do that, and many people who uh, make resolutions that affect them personally because they want to improve their own personal life for the new year. Now, a lot of our resolutions uh, that we make personally revolve around maybe losing weight or getting into better shape or uh, doing something that would care for our physical body. And I want to challenge you today to think about spiritual resolutions for the new year. Spiritual resolutions for 2022. And so, As I thought about this topic, um, this is something that I personally try to do every year, and I I don't always succeed sometimes, like with resolutions that you make concerning your health or other things of that nature. You you do a good job for a little while, and then you kind of fall away. Well, I would like to challenge you all to take time to make some spiritual resolutions and then to really track your progress quarterly throughout the year. Like every quarter, at the end of every quarter, look back and say, did I do well on these resolutions? Now you might need to make a note in your phone and set a reminder so that at the end of the quarter, you don't forget what you were supposed to be doing. And I would encourage you when you make these resolutions, go ahead and set up those reminders. Open up your calendar or your reminders app or whatever it is that you like to do that will create a reminder for you. And at the end of each quarter, just type in check resolutions and then set an alarm. And when you get to that quarter, it'll come up. You'll probably have forgotten about it, but you'll remember that you were supposed to check your resolutions to see how you did or see how you are doing in the new year. And here's what I want to challenge us to do together for 2022. I would like to see each of us make a resolution to improve in one specific quality amongst three different spiritual disciplines. All right, so your spiritual disciplines are those disciplines or those qualities or attributes that comprise all of your spiritual life. 
And so there is uh, knowledge acquisition. There is personal application. There is church life. Uh, there is interacting with others. There are a number of different spiritual disciplines. If you have never heard of this concept, I would encourage you to make reading the book Spiritual Disciplines by Donald Whitney one of your resolutions in 2022. But basically, what I think would be good and profitable, and what I'm personally going to do myself, is I'm going to try to improve um, in three different spiritual disciplines. And I have labeled those, or I have just determined that those are going to be in my own personal study, in my own personal application of truth, and then in my church life. Um, those are the three that I'm picking. You may decide to pick other ones. I would encourage you to pick these because uh, they are something that you can build upon. They will have an immediate effect. They're typically the things that we're already either not doing as well as we could do or things that could use a boost so that we do better in them. So let's take a look at the first spiritual discipline of personal study or personal devotion. This is like your Bible reading, personal prayer time, uh, growth in knowledge about God and who God is and your communication with God. And I suppose that you could break up this discipline into two separate ones, which would be personal study and then personal prayer. But I, I just kind of combined them together for the sake of simplicity. Here's what I think you could do, you know, for personal study or personal devotion. You could challenge yourself to do something that you've never done before, such as read the Bible in a year. I'm always surprised at how few Christians have actually read the entire Bible through and how few Christians have read the Bible through in a year. Now, it doesn't make you a more spiritual person to have read the Bible through in a year. But what it does do is that it gives you an appreciation for the story of God's Word when you read it through in an entire year. Um, you really are able to connect the arc of the redemption story a lot easier because it's not like years have passed between reading Genesis and various different New Testament books. Um, reading the Bible through in a year is a great goal for personal study if you've never done that. Now, Maybe you've done that. And uh, what you struggle with is not reading your Bible, but it's your prayer life. So there's a number of ways to improve your prayer life. Personally, for me, I want to improve my prayer life through consistency. And this is, this is what I want to improve in 2021. I want more consistent prayer life. I have fits and starts, and I do well for a while, and then I don't do well. And so I really need to be more disciplined in prayer life. And for consistency's sake, I think like five minutes, five days a week is a lot better than 25 minutes, one day a week, right? It's the same amount of time, but consistency is what's really key to growing your prayer life because five minutes, five times a day or five days a week will turn into maybe 10 minutes, five days a week, or maybe 15 minutes, five days a week. And then all of a sudden you've built this habit of personal prayer and you develop this rich prayer life. And uh, that's personally one of my weakest areas as a Christian. It's not that I don't pray. I just struggle with the consistency aspect of it. And so that's what I want to try to do. Now, maybe you're good at reading the Bible. Maybe you're good at prayer. Maybe another suggestion for you, and, and you, you can pick whichever one of these you want to. 
Another suggestion for you would be to read three to five books that are not the Bible, that are not like Christian living books, um, but three to five books that are about a specific theological doctrine or topic, such as a book on the virgin birth of Christ, or a book on the sonship of Christ, um, a book on the person and work of the Holy Spirit, uh, a book such as The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul. There are, there are tons of great books on theology that will help you know and understand your God better. Uh, these are not primarily devotional books. They're not primarily designed to help you live a more successful Christian life, if I can use that phrase. These are books that would be designed and written to help you think richly and deeply and cultivate a greater awe for the God that we serve. So there's kind of some suggestions in the category of personal study or devotion. Pick one and commit to doing it in 2022. Now, when it comes to personal application, personal application, this is how can I act more like Christ in my personal life? And so the focus on this particular spiritual discipline would be being more like Jesus in my daily interactions with other people, primarily my family. So if you're married like I am and you have children like I do, um, your children and your spouse see you all the time, or not all the time, but very frequently. And we want to be as Christ-like towards them, or we should be the most Christ-like towards them. A lot of us, um, it's easy to be Christ-like, let's be honest, when we're around other people who are not our family because we know that they're looking, we know that they may be critical of us, or they may be judging us, or we want to put on a good impression. And so it's easy to be Christ-like in some ways around other people who are not your family. But I think it's far more challenging to be Christ-like around your family day in and day out. You let your guard down. You um, are comfortable with them. You know that they have to accept you no matter what because they're in your family. And so when I think of Christ-likeness in personal application or being more Christ-like in my personal life, I think of what can I do to be better as a father to my children or as a husband to my wife? So here's some suggestions, and there are, there are numerous suggestions, okay? You could improve uh, one of the, or more, one or more of the fruits of the Spirit. You know, Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit is love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You can improve in one of those areas. Uh, you could work on decreasing your anger. Uh, as James chapter 1 verse 19 says, Paul, or I'm sorry, not Paul, James says this, um, my dearly beloved brothers, understand this, everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger, for man's anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Therefore, ridding yourself of all moral filth and evil, humbly receive the implanted word of God, which is able to save you. So do I want to grow in my ability to hear and, and be slow to speak and slow to anger? That would be a great personal growth attribute. You could also choose something like what Paul writes in Colossians chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, about 
cleaning up your ungodly speech patterns, fixing ungodly speech patterns. Paul says this, but now you must also put away all of the following, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and filthy language from your mouth, and do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self. You are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your creator. In Christ, there is no Greek or or Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. What I like about that um, passage is it reminds us that, first of all, Christ is the great equalizer. So whether, you know, I'm speaking to my wife, I'm speaking to my child, I'm speaking to somebody else, Christ has made us all equal because of the work that he did for us on the cross, because of the common salvation that we have through him, because none of us worked our way into righteousness. We, it was a free gift for all of us. So we are all equal. And therefore, we should treat each other with the respect and the kindness that equals share for one another. We ought not to lie to one another. We ought not to have anger, wrath, or malice towards one another. And we should not slander one another or have filthy language characterize our speech. Maybe that's something that you need to think about when you want to be more Christ-like in your personal life. So I gave you three examples there for the spiritual discipline of personal application. Pick one of those. If you want to pick all of them, you can. But I would just say pick one and focus really hard and really specifically on improving one area. Finally, the last spiritual discipline that I want to encourage you to improve upon is church life, okay? Body life. What is it like or what is my interactions like with others who are in the same local church that I go to? Now, maybe for some of you listening, um, you don't have a local church. And so that should be your goal in 2022. You should find a local church that you can participate in on a regular basis. The local church is God's only plan and purpose for this age. It's great that we have YouTube and we can watch sermons. It's great that we have uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Amazon, and we can listen to podcasts like this one and be encouraged to do spiritual things and learn spiritual truths. But the reality is, as a Christian, as a believer, if you are not gathering with other believers, then you are not obeying the Word of God fully. I'm not saying you're not a Christian. I'm not saying you're you know, in great sin, but you are in sin in some ways. Okay, Online church is not a replacement for church. And I understand that there are circumstances that prevent people from going to the local church, but I really want to challenge you, be a part of a local church. Gather with the saints. There is no replacement for the fellowship and the joy that comes when you gather with fellow like-minded believers. And so if you're not attending church, that should be your goal in the church life category. I should start attending a local church. I need to find a local church. Now let's say you are attending a local church. You are attending a local church. 
I think that um, one thing that we could all improve on as we attend local churches, and, and I'm, I'm assuming that everybody has a ministry, they're doing something in their local church. One thing that we could all improve on is improving our exercise and our use of our spiritual gifts. We all have a spiritual gift that was given to us by the Holy Spirit, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you have received the Spirit of Christ, if you have become a Christian, then along with that, the Holy Spirit has given you a spiritual gift to exercise amongst the body of believers so that you can be a blessing to others. So in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul writes about how all believers have been given a spiritual gift and how all believers make up the body of Christ. And so you may not have the same spiritual gift as somebody else, but that's okay because the body is made up of a multitude of parts. There are hands, there are feet, there are arms, there are eyes, ears, nose, etc. They're all parts of the body, and without any one of them, a part of the body is missing. So if you are a Christian and you are in a local church, you are part of that body of believers, and if you are not practicing your spiritual gift, it's as if a part of the body has atrophied and died and is not functioning. So if you're not using your spiritual gift, the first thing you should do is start using your spiritual gift. And maybe you don't know what that is. You should go talk to your pastor or another leader in your church and say, hey, I want to practice my spiritual gift. I don't know what it is. And they should be able to help you determine what your spiritual gift is in a way or multiple ways that you can practice that in the local body. Now, let's say that you are practicing your spiritual gift. You're like, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm I'm doing uh, a good job practicing my spiritual gift. I would say this, can you improve on what you're already doing? I'm not saying necessarily that you need to like add another job to what you're doing. You don't need to add a new hat. But what you could say is, am I doing this task to the best of my ability? What could I do to make my exercise of my spiritual gift more efficient and more effective and more of a benefit to the entire body of Christ. Um, maybe that means actually doing a second ministry in addition to the first. Or maybe it just means doing your first ministry with more discipline, more diligence, more faithfulness. I don't know what that looks like for you. But I would say that if we were all honest with ourselves, we could figure out a way to exercise our spiritual gifts in a more efficient and Christ-honoring capacity that would then result in the entire church being blessed by our faithfulness. All right, that's it. Very simple. It took less than 20 minutes to talk about all of those things. But the application of these three things will take an entire year to master. And then next year, you'll have to sit down and make a list like this again and say, what can I improve upon again? What can I do better in the following year? And why, why are we concerned about this improvement? So we look good? No. We're concerned about this improvement because it's the process of sanctification. Sanctification is putting off old sinful habits and putting on new godly habits so that we grow 
in the image of Jesus Christ and we become more like him day in and day out and we are actually what our name says. You know, the name Christian means little Christ. And as we grow in sanctification, people ought to be able to say, wow, there goes a little Christ. There goes a person who is like Jesus. And so we're not doing this for personal recognition. We're not doing this for personal glorification. We are making these resolutions. We are trying to improve our spiritual disciplines so that we can ultimately honor Jesus Christ. God says in Ephesians chapter 1 and chapter 2 that we were created for good works. And my friends, we need to be about those good works. We have a limited amount of time on this earth whereby we can serve Jesus. We have no idea when our last day will be. We have no idea when Christ will come and rapture the church. And so every day needs to count in terms of growing in Christ's likeness and bringing glory and honor to our Savior. Would you make a resolution with me, along with me? I'm, I'm not saying you to do it by yourself and I'm not going to, but would you make a resolution with me together that you will grow in Christ's likeness and you will work on each one of these three disciplines and pick one thing about them for 2022. I pray that as you look forward to the new year, that you will feel the strength and encouragement that comes through Christian fellowship and study and knowledge of the word. And I pray that God will strengthen you and give you peace in your hearts as you seek to serve him.